Welcome to the Bird Camp Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to the pursuit and promotion of bird hunting. So grab your favorite bird dog and join two brothers from Michigan as we gather around the campfire. Welcome to the Cubby. Welcome to the Cubby. I hope it's not too late. Join us at the campfire. The stories will be great. Bird Camp Podcast is proud to introduce our newest sponsor, Dakota 283. This U.S. company produces made-in-the-USA dog kennels of various sizes and options. Dakota 283 is dedicated to building unparalleled pet protection and tailgate lifestyles products for you and your best friends. Not only kennels, but Dakota 283 manufactures food and water solutions, storage for pickups, SUVs, and UTVs, and even a grooming-slash-dog washing station. Dakota 283 is offering free shipping to the continental United States on all their items at their website at dakota283.com. I just personally ordered the G3 medium frame kennel in Hunter Orange. I like the medium size for my Llewellyn setter, and it even has the option for a kennel insert for puppy training for a future puppy that will be added to our family. Use our coupon code BIRDCAMP10, that's BIRDCAMP10, for a 10% discount. Check out all their products, including their kennels, at www.dakota283.com. That's dakota283.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Bird Camp Podcast, or as we would like to still call it, the Covey. Welcome to the Covey. By now, some of you are already saying you don't sound like Matt or Kevin. You're right, you, I don't. Through some, through some circumstances, Matt and Kevin have asked me if I would take over and host the Bird Camp podcast and to take it to places, hopefully, um, well, in a direction that does what they intended when they started, and that is to promote Michigan upland hunting. It's game birds, it's habitats, and the things that we all love as sportsmen who pursue birds. My name is Joe Schwenke. I am one of the guys that is behind the Facebook page, The Michigan Upland Experience. For the longest time, we've had uh, the same sort of priorities. And so here I am behind a microphone, and uh, instead of a shed near Kalamazoo, I am in a 12 by 12 carpeted study. Kind of carpeted still for now, but uh, the number of dogs in the house is going to dictate that the carpet's lifespan and longevity is not going to be that long. Anyway, a few things about me. Just like the other guys, I like to hunt. I'm a versatile kind of shotgunner, whether it's ducks and geese, grouse, woodcock. I've shot a few pheasants. Maybe someday I'll shoot a Michigan crane. More about stuff like that in this podcast. There are four dogs in my house, two flushers, two pointers, not of the English variety, German short hair, 
and a Ryman setter who is, I believe, somewhere laying by a fireplace. I still intend on having some guests, mainly because I'm sure you don't want to just have me sitting here preaching to the choir. Whether it's a biologist with the DNR or a friend that has more experience than me or a good story or, in a few cases, I know of a few old gentlemen. They'll admit to being old, I can say that. Maybe with 60 years of Michigan hunting experience behind them. Where I would just like to have their voice recorded into this little machine so that someday in the future... Someone else can click on it and hear about the hunting before I was born. Part of my purpose will also be to keep any sort of opportunity to become involved in conservation, whether it's through the various habitat orgs or just maybe something as quick and easy as an email to a representative. A few more things maybe about me. I do like shotgunning. Along the way I have owned over and unders, pumps. I still have a few semi-autos and one side-by-side. -side. Call me a little snobby even. It was made in Europe. It shoots yellow hulls which I believe are the best hulls for almost all flying game. At least in my opinion. <laughs> my friends with 16 gauges will disagree strongly. But then again, we get to disagree. I'll have them on the podcast and we can argue in front of all of you. Matt warned me the other day over lunch that uh, politics will get plenty of comments from the listeners. I said, well, that's, that's fine. I'm more than willing to have comments. Because if it comes right down to it, Michigan is affected by CRP, which is the Farm Bill, which is politics. However you like to see the issue of logging and how we manage our forests, it can eventually go back to politics. As somebody who believes in standing shoulder to shoulder with people who hunt differently than me and with different guns than me, there may be a chance in there where politics is going to be involved because I do stand with the coyote hunter. I stand with the snow goose hunter who has 15 rounds in his gun. I stand with any of the other hunters as well as the trappers. And so will this podcast. That's going to still be, more or less, a lot of the continuations of Matt and Kevin's beginning and where I plan to continue. The philosophy of the hunt doesn't change. How we treat and how we honor our heritage, through, of course, those old stories, stories about special guns or special days, how we advocate, right? Ad it's kind of a big word, really. Might just want to come down to how we actually decide to care 
about what's going on with the birds we love or with the other game for that matter. Me being an equal opportunity shooter, I like a big greenhead almost as much as a woodcock or a grouse. I think all those birds are important, as well as, well, hopefully I can inform you in a way that you learn something new, a new technique, a new philosophy, maybe a new food source to look for those grouse, maybe a new idea of where to go, or something of that nature. Probably you won't learn from me. You'll learn from people smarter than me that are on as guests. In the end, I hope to be a good ambassador for my sport, and I do call it a sport, not because it's a team or a score, but in a very literal sense. Hunting is a contest. It's me pitting my practice with my shotgun and my knowledge of what the game birds do and where they prefer to be. And I pit those things up against their survival instincts. And I can tell you right now, I've never shot a limit of grouse. I've come close only once. So I'm pretty sure if there was a score, it's probably not in my favor. But that's fine. I've enjoyed every day I've been out, whether it's raining, whether I come back in soaked, freezing, or successful. But hopefully that gives you a flavor about what I would like to see in this podcast. For the purpose of a few administrative things, <clears throat> there is a corporate sponsor, Dakota 283. I do not know yet the particulars of the contract that there is, but Bird Camp Podcast will honor any commitment it makes. I'm not sure how I feel about lots of sponsors and things of that nature. In a way, a long time ago, we learned our lesson about trying to make money off of our natural resources. Although those were different circumstances, trying to make a living through the actual harvest of the game. Harvest is, of course, a fancy word for kill. I will use them interchangeably. I don't believe that one is any better than the other, just that one kind of sugarcoats it a little bit. And the other one is more direct and can also be respected as simply being truthful. I'm going to leave the Patreon open. I would welcome anyone who feels that the content of the podcast is going to be worth a cup of coffee or a beer to apply enough funds for something like that there. If not, that's fine just as well. Go ahead, listen, comment. Tell me where I got it right, and even more importantly, I would rather be told when I get it wrong. The purpose of a podcast is to not only entertain, but I do believe that I need to be truthful. If I have a guest, I need to be able to give the good question, expect an honest and truthful answer, and call out somebody who doesn't do that. All while at the same time being respectful, polite, courteous, 
another good word for it. But also expect an answer. And if I get it wrong, well then I've given you a wrong answer. I would rather hear about it. And in the next podcast, come right out and say, yep, I definitely messed that one up. And then give you the truth. Besides that, much as I like to be entertained as much as anything else, and that's kind of what I would like to do for you, is to bring people on that will pass the time in a digital format, and we can sit here together as friends, as members of the Covey, as I was before I picked up these fancy microphones. And so, with those things in mind, this isn't going to be a very long podcast. I don't like to... Correction. I like to ramble. I usually talk to myself. And so, sitting here talking to a piece of black plastic that shows no meaningful expression back at me is a little odd. (laughs) But what I did do for practice a while ago was... I put my son Caleb across the table from me with one of these microphones. And I'm going to include about six or seven minutes of that conversation we had. It'll demonstrate a little bit more about how I feel, as well as maybe the main goal of all of this. is to see to it that people that are younger than me start to see the biggest values in upland hunting. Seeing it for more than as much as I enjoy a grouse wiener schnitzel or a woodcock in the broiler. That there's a lot more to it than just trying to get an extra meal. That in the end, when you spend your time in the woods, you find a wonder at the environment and the habitat you find yourself in as you learn about the resource, the birds, of any of the varieties, waterfowl included. The more you learn about the way they survive and where they go, how they winter and how they raise their chicks in the spring, you gain a respect for our resources, how to handle disappointment. an even more difficult lesson how to handle success and still be humble those are things that I've learned whether through the hunting social media where I'm familiar or in everyday life talking to other hunters and all of this hopefully the Bird Camp podcast will in the words of George Bird Evans still be worthy of our game I think that's the main purpose. What we can do for the birds, what we can do for our heritage, and hopefully maybe we'll see each other in the field, share a smile, a laugh, maybe even a few hours watching each other's dogs run. Sorry for my dog's behavior in advance, but in the meantime, hopefully everybody goes into the next little bit of our season that's left eager energetic stay safe 
and hopefully we will continue to see you, whether I can see you actually directly, but we'll meet together again over this black plastic microphone. Good night. All right, so what would we talk about? We would talk about hunting, because this is the hunting podcast. Hunting podcast. Bird hunting podcast. Bird. Okay, so it's called Bird Camp, right? Oh, so and you... These, would... And these are the two guys from Michigan, right? Well, not us, because, well, we are two guys from Michigan. I'm a boy. Okay, young man. You're young old man. enough to be a young man. I am. And make young man decisions. Yeah. You have your own dog. Yeah. Okay, young man decisions. Yeah. Okay. Now, the Bird Camp podcast, part of the intro is, we're just two guys from Michigan, which is right, they're two brothers, Kevin and Matt, and so now they gave me the equipment here to carry their podcast on the way, <coughs> the way that, uh, yeah. they the did. way they were doing, except that with, with the way things were going in their lives, it was much harder to keep going. And so they came to me and said, let's do this and give it all to me. Oh. And see if I could keep it going and, in a, and maybe even... Get more people to? Because of stories with Swanky? Yeah. I don't know how much more time I'm going to have for stories with Swanky now that I'm trying to make sure that guests happen, right? But the purpose of the podcast, the way they saw it, was that... We should promote Michigan upland hunting, whether it's to our own people in Michigan or the things that involve those things, whether it's dogs or guns or habitat. Those are all things they talked about. So in this case... Could we do like a episode on the podcast of me and you talking? We probably could because oh. there's going to come a time when you're going to be handling your dog with the whistle, with everything else... Right? Kind of like you've been doing with the GPS already. But at a certain point, you're going to end up being the boss. Oh, no. You can handle it. Scouty's a good dog for you. Right? Kind of like your brother and Miss Bree. It's going to be the same way. So at a certain point, there probably would be a segment where I have you or your brother, probably not both at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I'll ask you some questions and ask for you to tell me the story about what happened or what you learned. Something like that, wouldn't it? That would be super cool. Would be super and cool. And nervous. We we might have it where, well, because we have the new youth gun. Yeah. You might actually end up getting a little bit of an interview. Like when you start going out with your dog and your gun. Um. Now, now you're still 13 years old, a little bit young yet to go. 12. Up. You're 12? 12. Oh, boy. You're still only 12. I thought it was your 13th birthday. I thought it was, too. And then mom's you like. You forgot your. I did that once, too, where I forgot my own age. It happens. I don't really care about my age. Well, that's a good way to look at it. But once you're a bit older, you'll end up out with your dog. You'll end up with a solo hunt. Oh, no. Oh, it won't be for a little while yet. Okay. No, it could be. Well, we might be over at Scott's place out at at Pine Hill. (laughs) You could, maybe next year or even this year, depending on what we do, take your dog and go out and look for a bird. Do the whole thing on your own. Shoot at birds by myself. Handle my dog. 
everything? Scouty's an autopilot kind of dog. You just put your whistle in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Scouty goes hunting. Now he checks in nice. He does everything just right. That he, would be fun, though. He would do it for you. Because if you're the only person there, right, what's going to happen? Are you, You're going to be safe if no one else is around, right? You're yeah. not going to point your gun at anybody because yeah. it's just you. Yeah. You're not going to point your dog. You're going at your dog. Would you be with me, like, trailing behind if Scouty gun runs loose? And... No. You have a whistle. But you what have the GPS. The what if those don't work? That's why it's Scout. If it was Drummond, they might not work. But it's Scout. And Scout does work really well for the handler. So you would probably do really well. And that might be something that we do this year or next year. Is you go out with just you, the gun, the dog, a couple of shells, like three or four. And you go out there and you work with him, just the two of you. At Pine Hill? Probably at Pine Hill. That's a good spot to start, right? Yeah. Because what goes right and what goes wrong at Pine Hill? The wrong thing is that I miss birds. That's the biggest deal? No. The biggest thing that goes wrong... Is you don't shoot birds. Is you don't get the bird. Are you going to have an opportunity at a bird? Yeah, probably. Most likely, yes. That's a definitely. Is he going to run away real far and get lost somewhere in the UP? Not at Pine Hill. Is he going to stay in cover where the birds are? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the worst thing that can happen? I don't shoot birds. You miss all the birds. What's the best that could happen? I could shoot a bird. Not just shoot a bird. Shoot a bird that your dog found that your dog very likely would point, that your dog has been learning to retrieve, right? Learning to retrieve. Actually, we're just waking up the retrieving part in the dog. It's already in there. So the best thing that could happen is you did an entire hunt by yourself with your own dog, with your own gun, and the only person who's going to see it up close is you. Mm-hmm. I will be looking at it through binoculars at the clubhouse watching you do it. Do I have to stay in the area where you can see me from the clubhouse? You have to stay on the property. Thanks for listening to the Bird Camp Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, give us a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple. Check out our website at www.birdcamp.net. Find us on social media as Facebook or Instagram by searching BirdCamp. Or you can even email us at mi.birdcamp at gmail.com.